This episode is brought to you by Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone Productions. Are you looking to start your own podcast? Do you have questions about how to increase your reach and your marketing and improve your branding? We've got the answer. Oh my goodness. So many people come up to us and say, how do you do it? Where'd you start? What do I do? I like your show. What are we going to do? And I said, we are doing this all the time. We can help you. So we started the company. We started a production company that was going to help uh, people do it under the umbrella of Two Fit Crazy Productions. We're excited about it. We're excited. Get on board. Have we're, your own podcast. We're fun. We're Love affordable. Let's do it. So reach out. In addition, this episode is brought to you by Conti Fit. Dot com, the best in now virtual workouts and programs, monthly subscriptions, get unlimited access to the Conti Fit Workout Library along with live classes and also weekly consultations. Finally, you'll find the Let's Face It Together fitness for your face and rehabilitation programs and manuals, online certifications, all at ContiFit.com. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Man, we've been doing this Zoom thing since Zoom was uh, in its uh, infancy stage here. Now, now everybody's on Zoom, but really business as usual for us. We've been doing uh, health coaching se- um, sessions uh, over, uh, you know, from, from afar for a long time. So nothing new for us. Um, you know, take care of your health. Look at all aspects of your health. So we, we move well, eat well, think well, recover well, and connect well. That's the High Five. Visit our website at highfivehealthandfitness.com and find out what High Five Health and Fitness can do for you. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Hey, Brian. Yes. If you're going to be something, yes. be positive. Be positive. There you go. What's your blood type, Christine Conti? O negative. Mine's B positive. Oh, shit. I'm unsure of that. I can <laughs> save everybody. Um, so today, what an awesome, awesome. I can't believe you didn't get my joke. I got it. I'm not that slow. Um, so Martin Marty McLaughlin from Extreme Fitness in Pennsylvania joined us today. What a freaking rock star. Awesome. Amazing. I mean, the story, the the struggle, the triumph, the, the freaking energy. I like mean, my a- man is exactly where he's supposed to be. <laughs> there's no, there's no, I mean, if there, if he was doing anything else, mm-hmm. uh, it would seem rare, uh, you know, it would just be, be, you know, a little uncomfortable. He's, he's an amazing, you know, just amazing, amazing individual. energy, spirit, yeah. individual. It's just, it's, it's something that you have to listen to for yourselves. Uh, so give us a rundown here, Christine. Okay. So obviously, um, Martin is someone who has an awesome story, went up getting into fitness. Um, he's going to tell the story himself, but <laughs> was reading the, what, the Encyclopedia of Exercise, right? No, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, or Arnold Schwarzenegger. So um, got into fitness at an early age, was lifting, and then was landscaping and and went to school actually for horticulture and, you know, um, landscape design, landscape design, architecture. And, um, just like a lot of us, uh, he definitely did not have that. He had another calling <laughs> and you will see once you, once you hear this, um, he is just a rock star. Um, actually was in a terrible accident, broke his neck, um, and rehabilitated. He's going to be going into his fifth facility, getting bigger and bigger. Um, 
we talk everything from how COVID affects the fitness industry to a business owner, to building a business, to his, I thought it was insane, but he charges people whatever they come in for. So if someone can only afford, you know, 25 cents versus the full price, he does not do a lot of, um, you know, monthly fees and, so there's and not, yearly there's not 20 years in business. I, there's never been a membership. There's never been yet. A he's growing and growing and growing. And I, that blows my mind because that is against usually every business model that's out there, but it works for him and you will figure out why. Once you hear this, yes, I I was ready to give him all my money and start <laughs> moving to Pennsylvania to train the family. It is this. one of those interviews. Mm-hmm. It is definitely one of those shows. I mean, this is one where where you know we're changed. We've been changed by doing this podcast, right? We are different people now than when when we started podcasting from the beginning. Almost two hundred hours of like self help is what we've received, and, Brian. And this is one of those mm-hmm. that. Like right away, I mean, it changes you. It changes you hearing this story and hearing, uh, you know, the emotion and, and hearing the community that he's grown and, and just the connections of, of life. And, and uh, he's that dude. And it's amazing. He's a good person. Yeah. And he, and he goes on 80s cruises. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just wait. Just so, wait. Listen to this one, please. All right. You're going to <laughs> do yourself a favor. I'm going to run through a brick wall. I told him that on the show. <laughs> That's... Marty, we're glad to know you. Well, we're glad to introduce you to our audience. Uh, this is Martin McLaughlin from Extreme Fitness Personal Training. Uh, listen up. Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. You know where it's at, Brian. Yeah, we're coming. We got a live wire here. Oh, <laughs> Martin McLaughlin. How are you doing today? I am fabulous. I'm always fabulous, right? As I say, what's the use in complaining? It doesn't change anything anyway. So just be happy. That's where I'm at. I nice. want I want to bottle that and sell it. Best I think it's day a, ever. <laughs> best day ever. <laughs> I think we can cure a whole lot of the current situation with some of that energy. I love wow. it. So Martin, where are you? Uh, where are you coming to us from today? And uh, what are you doing? What are you up to? Uh, so um, I'm inside my gym at Extreme Fitness, and we are located in Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania, which is kind of uh, where we're just a few minutes off the Delaware River, right across the the river from Trenton, New Jersey. And um, you know, we, uh, uh, my wife and I, and my staff, we still manage to come together here once a day through the week and uh, just have daily meetings, see each other's faces, work out together. It's something that we do year round anyway. And um, we're in the process also right now, since we have some free time on our hands to uh, get the gym as prepared as, as we want to have it uh, to make people feel comfortable with um, all of the new guidelines that are going to start getting pushed out at us. Whenever the governor says we can open our doors. I think today is uh 
today's day number 46 since we've <laughs> Give had or the take. doors closed. And um, it's just, it's been a bizarre experience. I, uh, that's the long and short of it. So I'm in my church. I love it here. It's where my energy starts. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast from here. Martin probably has one of the best um like social media picture images ever. You look like such a badass. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm like, Brian, Brian, did you see his his uh his profile pictures? Fucking awesome. I, I you know that's I my, as the people that come into my gym say all the time to me, they're like, Marty, marketing is everything, man. Uh-huh. You got this down. And you know, I, I come across that way. Um uh, I'm I'm complete I'm tattooed everywhere. Mm-hmm. I wear a mohawk. I've been wearing a mohawk for seven years. And uh, so, you know, it creates this this instant persona that people imagine what I must be like. And then, you know, they all <laughs> kind of say the same thing. Well, you're just you're just a big teddy bear. I mean, I, I, I love people. I love what we do. We love to help people. I take my job very seriously. I take the ownership of this business for the past 20 years very seriously. So, I you know, I have a switch that turns on and off. This is Marty in the gym. This is Marty outside the gym. And it's, it's created a great a great life for me. I've been, uh, I've been considering the Mohawk for a quarantine Mohawk since like day, you know, 10 or so, but Marty, seven years, seven, seven years. I'll, I'll get back to you. I'm ready. I'm due. Uh, you know why I, you, you know why you can't right now? Because our marketing. marketing would be so screwed. We don't no, have no, him no, as a Mohawk, look, look, but I grew a freaking mustache. So that's, there's one, well, there's that. Well, that's any, at least you can brother. I can't. So all right. it's all good. All right. I get a patch over here and a little patch over here. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me, but uh, I've taken the, uh, the, past you know four or five six weeks that we've been away and my my mohawk was significantly as i'm grabbing it now it was much more narrow so i've taken the opportunity to broaden it out, it out. And mm-hmm. i'm gonna grow it all in you know it's a small change but a little change is always a good thing so it's absolutely been fun. talk about talk about your gym talk about what what do you do in there what's the uh what's the big focus uh, you know, uh, our, our, our forte is, is one-on-one personal training. It always has been. That was how I entered the fitness business 20 years ago. And, um, I've, I've done my best to make sure that always stays in the forefront of what we do over the past 15 years. We've incorporated group classes and more and more of that, not just to help our own personal training clients continue on with fill-ins between their sessions but to get to the to get to the public and allow them to experience what we do we um we we employ a mainly functional training program here so um the beauty of my facility at at 7000 square feet is that um I'm able to put in 35 63 square foot blocks on the floor because my gym is wide open I have very little equipment uh, we do a lot of stuff with Atlas stones and sandbags and tires and sledgehammers and all types of peripherals. We have boxing bags and uh, we offer Muay Thai. We offer Western style boxing. We do boot camps. We do mobility and flexibility classes. So we tried. I tried to build a, a broad range that wouldn't make people feel like they were so locked into one specific modality of fitness, such as powerlifting or Olympic lifting or just boot camps in general. I really wanted to open it up and uh, it's been a great ride um, for the the past two decades doing it. My proud point in saying all of that is I started this business inside my house 
in Levittown here, which is just a stone's throw away from where my facility is located. I had two upstairs bedrooms with vaulted ceilings at, uh, <laughs> you know, as a floor space at about 200 square feet per room. My six foot clients were banging their heads into the ceiling. It was, it, it should have never worked, but. Um, we built something really great there that transferred into a exterior building in my backyard at 400 square feet that transferred into my first commercial location, which was a thousand square feet. And that moved us into this location at 7,000 square feet. And we're only about a year away now from moving into our fifth and I think our last expanded location, which we've got lots of plans for that. And um, I've managed to pull all that off without anybody ever signing a contract or paying a monthly fee or making a multiple month agreement. We have always been just pay for what you're doing right when you do it. And there's never been another attachment to it. So it's forced myself, my staff to work unbelievably hard to be sure that what we're trying to transfer to people is on such a high level that they feel the need the desire to come back through the door on their own accord, not because they paid for it in advance. So it's, it's kept us, it's kept us cutting edge. That's very interesting. I want to hear more about this yeah, because well, this is, you are quite um, an outlier right now with that, because even, you know, even myself, I tell people, you know, during this whole COVID thing that, you know, they're like, Oh my God. what? And I said, well, you know, if you had done a monthly or, you know, you might be still getting paid. What, I mean, that is, you know, you definitely, I want to hear why, the why, and then how do you keep people coming back? It's, a, you know. Speak uh, well, to us, I, oh, I, wise I, one. It's a, it's a great <laughs> question, man, and, and I'll try to answer it all. Um, so, you know, the, the, one of the points I try to make um, throughout every year in my social networking posts and things like that is, you know, with as I said, in how our business plan is set up, we run a very different facility than the traditional business model and fitness. So um, I have people who literally have been fortunate enough to grace the pages of Forbes magazine because of who they are. And I have people that are living paycheck to paycheck that come through the door. So we have this gigantic diversity of people. And as I, I observe how other fitness centers operate and they have a monthly fee, but that monthly fee will get a little less if you pay for three months. It'll get even a little less if you pay for six months. It'll get half price if you pay for six months. And that's a pretty common business model in, in a lot of facilities. My problem with that is when we do a group class and we only charge $5 for our group classes and they're hour-long classes, people come in, they sign in, they drop their $5 bill, and that's their level of commitment for life if they want to come back in. They do, but my point is that there are many people who come through our door and drop quarters on that table because that's how they manage to afford to get into this class. So for me to offer a monthly fee that becomes less and less and less, the longer people pay for it in advance, I may have the millionaire who's paying half the price of somebody who's paying paycheck to paycheck, working out right next to each other. And it just seems so unfair to me. I can't imagine myself telling somebody who's struggling as a waitress or a kid that's in college that's just scraping up coins that that person over there is going to pay half the price you paid simply because they can afford to do that. It, it makes me crazy. So from the inception of my business, I thought I just I want to avoid all of that. 
Um, I believe I have a level of knowledge and a type of motivation and a program that's so different that it in itself is going to make this work. And I just, I have to find a way to make it work. So um, from the get-go, I knew that I had to be different. I had to offer different. I had to be there different. I really had to be a coach like many people have never experienced before. And that's made a big challenge for me over the past two decades of trying to find staff members that would want to work that hard, that had that level of passion and dedication and were prepared to do whatever they needed to do to build their own reputations in this business. And that's why right now I have, I have four, four employees. Um, there was times where I had 10 and believe it or not, that was the worst time of my life. Um, it just was a mess. It was uncontrollable. There was no way to keep the quality in control. So I've learned a lot. And my team of four is the, the best people I've ever known. And we just, we just um, have a niche of people that just continues to grow based on the quality of what we offer, I think, more than what they've experienced in other places. So they keep coming back. It's awesome. With, with the doors being closed now, I'm not quite sure how Pennsylvania handled everything. We're in New Jersey, so you know I, I know it's probably pretty similar. Uh, the doors not being open, how do you go about you know getting the five bucks from uh, with with the doors closed? How are you offering your classes? It was a scary thing for a little bit. You know, um, we we never got uh, we never got in on any of that initial money that was kicked out. So um, we we really had no government help. Um, our landlord was not interested in uh, giving us any breaks on payment on any of those things. So we really had to scramble. And, um, you know, our clients and our group class participants have been very uh, complimentary in how we managed to very seamlessly tra- ch- change the business over from what was almost completely in the facility and probably 2% online to getting it to 100% online as, as quickly as possible. So um, I had to become, as we talked about in, in the beginning, I had to become a Zoom expert very quickly. <laughs> um, I uh, have been doing personal training online with folks all over the United States for the past eight or nine years. It was never a big developed part of the business, but it was something I did. So to do that with Skype, um, with Facebook Messenger was an easy thing. Understanding how Zoom worked just kind of fell into place quickly. Our job was how do we package it? How do we present it in a way that reaches out to our community and encourages them to understand that they don't need to be here, that you can get an effective workout from your living room, that you don't need any equipment. We can pull this off if you'll just give us a chance. And um, I've always made a joke that it doesn't matter if I'm in my parking lot. If there's a rock on the ground in that parking lot, I can build a 30-minute workout around that rock. I can do it. So um, we, we did a lot of, of social networking pounding and um, basically decided to say that uh, we're going to expand, actually. We grew our group class schedule up to 18 classes in a week, and we offered a two-week unlimited access to those live classes for just 30 bucks. So it came down to less than a dollar per class when we threw it together. Um, we needed to help the community. Many of our, our, our patrons here were just like ourselves. They weren't working either. 
They were trying to figure out how they were going to survive. They wanted access to exercise. They didn't want to do something with somebody else they didn't know. Um, I've, I've kind of coached them in a way to say, look, you know, to, to just go onto YouTube or to go onto somebody else's Zoom feed that has a recorded workout. If you do that workout, you might think that you're doing exactly what that instructor is showing you, but you're not. You're not. You're doing it improperly. There's no way for them to communicate to you that you're doing something wrong. You may hurt yourself. There's a, a, a great deal of safety we try to employ here in this facility. So I said, look, you know, we're just we're going to do our jobs online. You can personal train with us. We'll set an appointment. But my wife and I and my staff, we're going to put ourselves on the line. Let's get 18 hours worth of group classes live online. We'll throw it at you for 30 bucks. I rolled the dice and sent it out to everybody. And um, within 24 hours of our first reach out, we had uh, a little over 50 people signed up and said, I want to do this. Um, some of those people never took a group class in that first two weeks. So, you know, whether the times just didn't work for them or they were just being super kind to us and just throwing 30 bucks our way, um, we will never know. But um, we just opened up our second two weeks into that same program and uh we brought almost 70 people in so believe it or not it's working it's growing we get to do what we love to do it's given us enough uh residual income right now um that we can pay our bills we can keep the rent going we can keep the lights on we're keeping food on our table and that is 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 our goal take care of our community maybe introduce some new people into what we're doing and um, make it as affordable as we can. So I sat back a little bit and watched other facilities make their choices. It's always been my, my, my go-to there. I never jump and act. Um, I like to see other business owners move their chess pieces on the board and then try to figure out what I can do to make that different, to make it maybe a little better and I'm watching some businesses locally that used to do eight live in the facility classes per day that are now offering two and they're still charging the same 120 to 150 dollars a month. It's, I don't know, man. You know, I just have a soft spot for the community that we live in. And, um, if, if my bills are paid, I'm happy. So. You know, we're not making a huge income. We're nowhere near what we would normally be, but we know the doors are going to open and we know we're going to get back there. And uh, we're, we're, we're keeping people fit. And that's where we're at. It's just good for a you, daily man. struggle, man. Yeah, good for you. Well, that's the most important thing, I think, at this point, and that you're being smart about it. There's, you know, again, there's a lot of, number one, there's a lot of white noise. I love that you said, you know, your people, they want to see you. And, you know, we, we get it. We get that everyone's, you know, maybe struggling financially. Not everybody, but a lot of people are going through rough times. And the fact that, you know, hey, listen, we're going to give you a break, but we can't give you everything for free. Which is the other thing that, you know, the other flip side to this is, you know, you see people charging the same. Then you see people just giving away all their goodies. But it's the same thing. Who who are these people giving away the free stuff? Because any of anyone that is super, you know, knowledgeable and, you know, really is the top of their game knows that doctors aren't giving away their, you know, services for free. We say that the, the restaurants are not giving away their food for free. But... It's how can, you know, we don't want to devalue those of us in the industry, too. We're in this together. And, yeah. and we, we made a choice early on to, to try to bridge that gap 
just a little. So um, what we did was uh, Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. My my wife and I we come here, and uh, one of my instru- or one of the instructors from our martial arts program here, uh, Roger, he shows up as well, and the three of us do a free on live Facebook workout every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for a half hour. So we're still throwing that out there to anybody who wants to get involved in those workouts. And I always kind of say in the beginning, you know, remember guys, I can't see you. I know you can see me and it freaks me out a little bit that I can't (laughs) help you do this well. But we thought we should still keep the free thing going. And then on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, uh, we jet right out of here. We go back to our house. I also live in New Jersey in Ewing. And uh, my wife and I run a healthy cooking show live on Facebook every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday where we just try to take a, a, a meal that – like a sloppy joe, for example, that who doesn't love a sloppy joe? But we need to find a way of making it as healthy as possible for not just our community but for anybody who's interested in trying to find out how can I make this better. So we do live – uh, cooking videos three days a week also. So we are just, we're, we're putting our faces all over the place and we've met a lot of really awesome people since the lockdown started. And it's, it's, you know, it's not all been a bad experience. It's not what we want, but, um, you know, we got to try and find a silver lining in it somewhere because we're stuck in it. I'm with you on that. I think that a lot of good has come out of this. Just, you know, just, just, Slowing everything down has, has really helped, uh, you know, so many and just getting back with the family has been amazing and just watching, you know, everything. It's just, it, I, it, it hasn't been all bad. No, it's just been longer than I think anybody thought. I, my wife and I, um, we were on our fourth eighties cruise. What a, <laughs> what a crazy time it is. We, we love this trip and we were the last ship allowed to port in Miami before all of the lockdowns oh started. My. We actually were afraid we were not going to be able to get off of that ship, um, knowing that the numbers were rising and the curve was going up. And we were just, we had just spent seven days on a cruise ship with 4,000 passengers. And um, we thought we're not going to get off this ship, but they let us off, uh, you know, knock on the wood. We never got ill or anything like that. There was one ship, which is still floating out there at yeah. sea right now. They still haven't let been 45 days i, think I watched it on the seen. news this morning yes that oh was the only gosh. other boat on the water so <laughs> we were so happy to get off of that but um uh you know coming out of all of that fun and excitement and all of a sudden here we were wham just you know the business had to close and we were in lockdown and we looked at each other at, at the beginning and said you know how many times did we just look at each other on the couch and say boy i wish i never had to leave this house again I wish I didn't have to work anymore. I would love to just stay home every day and do nothing. Well, we got our wish. <laughs> but it wasn't really what we thought it was going to be. We missed our job. We missed our people. And uh, being able to connect with them uh, through Zoom and all these other outlets has been a blessing. And uh, to, to, to give back to them um, tomorrow, as a matter of fact, um, the, the company that handles all of our apparel, uh, we – talk them uh we we got them set up to make us branded extreme fitness face masks and uh we got uh 75 of those made and we just absorbed the cost of it and uh, we invited everybody who has supported us online through group classes and through personal training to do a drive-by curbside pickup from noon to one tomorrow and my wife and i will wear our masks and our gloves and they just roll down the window and we're going to drop a mask in because i think you know um we're, people are going to be having to wear face masks yeah. now for a bit of time 
not just in the food stores and not just in the pharmacies, but it might be that as uncomfortable as it is, they may have to do that in a gym environment. We really don't know, but we thought it was just something cool that we could do to get to see everybody mm -hmm. and tell them we love them and we miss them and, uh, and give them a little bit of something because they've been so kind to help us stay in business because we've watched uh, emails come through to us from other business owners in this area who have already gone out of business and made a decision to close their doors forever. So it's, it's like watching your, your good friends pass away. It's mm -hmm. been tragic in a lot of ways. So we, uh, we, we wish the best to everybody. I have a 4 PM parade that I have to be in today. Um, you get to be in the parade. I get it. to be in a car parade later where oh, we're going to do that. By, where we're going by the school Sunday. where the principal is. I've younger kids. So they're, we're having a, you know, thank you principal car parade um, awesome. later today. So I, I love that idea of connecting. I do think, um, honestly, I have to say that um, some of the bigger companies, some of the bigger fitness companies have already said that when they do open their doors, that all of the trainers, coaches, whatever you want to call them, instructors are going to be gloves and mask. Um, and that, you know, hand sanitizer before people get in, um, shields, this, that, whatever, um, you know, is going to be mandatory for you to open yeah. your doors. And I, while I understand that, I understand that, I'm wondering, it, I mean, for me, what is it going to be like? Um, and I have one of those, like, those breathing, what are they called? You know, where you put on like a you, uh, you know, elevation mask. The yeah. elevation mask, right? And I know what the elevation mask feels like. And I'm thinking of myself, like, am I going to be sprinting or working really hard with a face mask? Like, what the hell is that going to be? I don't want to work out like that. And I'm no, wondering I, you know, the, what that's going to do. Does. No, you know? And, and uh, I think we're going to see, um, you know, certainly not on the big gym scale, like mm -hmm. the big franchises, the yeah. LA Fitnesses and the Retros and all of those, the smaller facilities like my own, we're just going to see facility owners that are not going to enforce those rules. Right. They're just going to mm -hmm. let people come through the door if they're comfortable with it. And that's going to force a divide in their their prior memberships yeah. to people who say, I don't want to come in there if everybody's not wearing a, wearing a mask. Right. You know, we're going to see some divisions if you don't enforce the rules. At the same time, as we intend on enforcing rules, we may lose some people who say, I'm going to go to this gym because they're not making people wear masks. Right. I, I think it's, you know, we hope that our, our um, obvious concern for the general public's health is going to make people feel more comfortable to be here. And um, a lot of my mentors in this fitness industry are physical therapists. And um, I've, I've chosen to use those people as mentors because um, especially in a sports medicine arena, who knows more about human movement, biomechanics and kinesiology and anatomy and physiology than the physical therapist does. And so they've helped me build a very strong educated business on how to keep people safe, um, how to implement uh, movements and exercise patterns that are actually rehabilitative in manner, even if they didn't need to rehabilitate. But those folks just now starting to get back to a little bit of hands-on physical therapy with the folks who need it most. Otherwise, they're doing all their PT um, through telemedicine also. Seen a but, lot of um, that. They're, they're, they're temperature checking people as they come in the door. If they have a fever, they're sending them home. They're wearing full PPE. 
So their recommendation to me has been, look, Marty, you know, you just at least get one of those infrared scanners and just hit their foreheads as they walk in the door because the bottom line is people will only think about themselves. Mm-hmm. And they could be sick, but they want to go to the gym. And they're going to come right in there, sniffling, coughing, whatever they've got, and they're going to say, I'm fine. So, um, we, you know, we really don't know what we're going to do with that. Um, I, I don't want to turn anybody away if they come into the door, but do I need to be concerned about the rest of my community becoming sick or transferring it to somebody in their family who's, in, you know, has an, a compromised immune system? I do. I have to worry about this. So, you know, I think we're going to make a choice to implement many layers of safety here until we know we can start to back out of them. I'd, I'd rather be the guy that's trying to set the pace, that's trying to encourage other fitness facilities to raise their bars a little for the safety of their community, no matter how much of an inconvenience it seems to be, because um, they won't last forever. But... I wouldn't be surprised to see that the numbers start going back up, that the curve starts changing its direction, and maybe we're going to wind up in another shutdown. We, we kind of have to be prepared for that, but I, I just want everybody to feel safe. That's all. Yeah, there's, there's going to be people that rush right back to the gym, and there's going to be people that stay away and just kind of see how it goes. And there's going to, and that's on, you know, that's on everybody. I, I always, I want to see who the person is that's making the decision that, that that everyone, the trainers, and have to wear you know uh, masks and gloves. You know, I, I, you know, who did they discuss that with? I, you know, I don't know. It's um, and and again, if it happens, and that's the way that we can open back up, well, shit, I'm putting a mask on, and here we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to do. That's right. And I know there's some local gyms here, some big gym owners that are trying to build basically like a gym coalition so that we have a stronger voice when asking the Pennsylvania government, you know, this is how we would want to open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I got invited to that group, my response was basically, look, you know, I, I respect what you're trying to do, but you can gather as many voices together as you want. But the government is going to do what it wants to do regardless of how you may want to open your facility. So really just sit back, let's let it happen. Let's not have any drama and just find a way to get back to doing what we love to do. And hopefully it's just, it's going to pan out because, you know, folks like myself, uh, I've been through so many wars and battles and life changing injuries that I thought were going to take me out of this profession um, to lose it all over something as simple as trying to manage a, a restart of opening a business I worked so hard to build. So I'm, I'm going to conform to anything that comes my way. Cause I, I just, I, I've worked too hard to be here. One of the, uh, one of the best things that, that we heard actually in the last couple of weeks, and I've actually put the wheels in motion already for this is that, um, and I don't know if you've thought about this yet either is getting all of your, if, if you have certain mats that people use or weights or anything else and getting them branded, because I think one of the things that's going to come out is as much as we're going to wipe down and disinfect and, and all this other stuff, people are going to want to have their own stuff. And guess what? You got a pretty badass logo. Like I'm going to want a yoga mat. I'm going to want my own mat with my own sweat and not, you know, Joe Smith's sweat on it and I'll bring it in. And if I have like a band or whatever, you know, branding all that stuff, A, that's great kind of residual you know, income oh. at this point. And, um, I know that, you know, that's something I'm definitely looking into of, however, a lot of that stuff comes from China. <laughs> yes. 
and that was the other part of this. So do we, do we find, you know, is that another, you know, again, great marketing of, Hey, listen, we're trying to keep people in the United States employed. We're using, you know, American products. Maybe it's a little bit more money, but it's branded and you're safe. Like, just like you're doing with the masks, I think is genius. I think everyone should be doing that. Um, and, it was, and as you say that, it's funny you mentioned it in that way because yeah. when I talked to CJ, who does our apparel, that was my first request is, please, I don't care where you get these masks from, mm-hmm. but I need to be able to say le- really legitimately that they came from the United States, man. So please try and find me a supplier that's going to do that. So we got a couple of samples set out from, I think, Irvine, California, mm-hmm. which is where the masks were made. So um, at least we, we know that they were made here. Uh, they were screened here. They didn't go anywhere else to have any of that done. And I, I don't know. That's the, the only other. And I put a, a Facebook post up. The only other mask I'm wearing right now is a mask of the American flag. I'm just I'm, I'm flying that flag really hard. Um, I, I think that's something that we all need to focus on a little bit more is trying to bring back as much as much local buying, support your yeah. local farmer, support your local business, your little farm stand, everything that you can. Keep it here while things are rebuilding because sure. we all need the help. Again, some of the more of the, the good things that are coming out of this. I think we're going to see a, a big focus on that moving forward. Uh, let's change this. Let's get out of this for a sec here. Cool. You're, you're, a, you're a young man here, and you're talking about 20 years uh, uh, in the business. Uh, what, uh, he started when he was five. <laughs> I, I turned 50 this year, bro. Good for you. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, so, good. I'm, I'm halfway there. That's what I tell everybody. <laughs> halfway somewhere. Uh, uh, so what were you doing before? I mean, what's your background? What, what, what got you um, into this? Well, it's it's a really bizarre story, man, and it, it has multiple levels. But anyway, the, the beginning of it was um, uh, my first gym experience um, uh, was actually brought on to me by my dad at the time. It's probably uh, 1982. I was 12. And uh, he had just started to discover fitness himself. And he was a lot like I was at the time. I mean, we're just five foot nine, little skinny Irish guys. I think um, <laughs> when he was 35 years old, he probably weighed about 135 pounds soaking wet. There was uh, he it's it's the way he was. It's the build I always had. And um, as a as a young kid, all of a sudden I started seeing him just just change a little bit. Uh, my mom and dad divorced when I was really young, so I didn't have many opportunities to see him. But uh, when he would come and, and pick me up at my mom's house and take me to where he was living, I'd spend a weekend there once in a while. Um, one day, he just kind of walked me into his new little workout room that, uh, if you know, if you're like me, you remember back in the day, the weights that people had were plastic that were filled with cement or sand inside. Mm-hmm. They were these crazy DP, horrible things. Anyway, and he handed me a book, which was the, uh, the Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, he gave that book to me and said, you know, you should take this and read it. If you're thinking about doing some exercise, this is the guy you should follow. So my instant inspiration was my dad. But the first real education I ever received was from that book, which I still own. It's one of my favorite books ever. It's on my library shelf here in the gym. And uh, um, after looking at it, and of course, who didn't want to look like Arnold back in 1982? <laughs> we all thought we could do that. So um, I got a little bench and started doing some exercises on my own when I was about uh, 13, I guess. I joined a local YMCA, and it was in walking distance from my house. So um, when I walked into that gym for the first time, and here's all these 
30, 40, and 50-year-old old schoolers in that gym who saw this little teeny tiny scrawny Irish kid come in, and they all acted like they were my dad. I, I, they, they brought me into this clinkety-clankety, dust-bunny gym family, and it, it changed my life. I, I, I'm still friends with a lot of those guys who are now in their 80s, and um, they're still in the gym. They're still grinding it out. They're still deadlifting and screaming and yelling. They're just a bunch of great guys. But um, it, it helped me understand what a, a path I wanted to go in. But I didn't know I wanted to be there professionally. At the time when I turned 16, I started, as I think a lot of young guys do who just want to make some money, I started landscaping and working for different construction companies. And after a few years of that, I thought I want to become a landscape architect. So I went to Delaware Valley University and uh, got my bachelor's in um, ornamental horticulture and landscape architecture and came out of that with um, already um, uh, one son in tow. My first son was born when I was 21. Um, I got married at 22 and at uh, 25, I had my second son. So I had a really awkward, hard, early start trying to be a, uh, a breadwinner and raise two boys and hold a marriage together and uh, leave for work at five o'clock in the morning and come back at sometimes eight o'clock at night because when I wanted to do a, a landscape presentation to somebody, I had to wait till they got home from work themselves. It was a crazy life. And um, a few years into that, when my boys were two and four, uh, my wife at the time literally just came to me one day and said, you know what? I don't want to do any of this anymore. I'm just, I'm not comfortable being a parent. I didn't think it was going to be this hard. I really don't want to be married anymore. I just, I want out. I want to go. So uh, I called my Irish dad and, and asked for some advice and uh, I'll never forget it. He said, Marty, did she look you in the eye when she said it? I said, yeah, dad, she did. He said, then you got to let her go. She's done. Let her go. Hmm. And uh, so she left and never, never came back. That was just the end of, of her in my life. So I very quickly found myself as a single parent of two boys um, uh, with a house and bills. And what am I going to do? Uh, thankfully, at the time, I had a strong support system with the neighbors and good friends and my mom. And they helped get my kids to school because a lot of times I ended up leaving for work before they left for school. It was such a difficult and challenging time. Um, at the meantime, in the meantime, one of the biggest LA fitnesses had in the area had opened here in the Oxford Valley area, big 50,000 square foot metropolis at the time. <laughs> None of us ever saw a gym that big here in Bucks County. <laughs> and, uh, you know, being in there from the day it opened, I was waiting in line outside the door for them to open it the very first day. Uh, you know, the, uh, the guy who was the head of the fitness department there, the personal training department came to me one day and he said, you know, I watch more people in this gym come to you for advice than they do come into my own trainers. So have you ever thought about becoming a personal trainer? If, if you do it, let me know. I'll hire you because I know people are going to want to train with you. So that's what got my wheels turning. Can I do this? Can I make a career change at, uh, you know, 30 years old with two young kids and, you know, no security? What am I going to do? But um, I, I had I had this dream of walking around that gym with the bright blue shirt with the big trainer on the back. <laughs> so uh, I said, I'm going to do this. So I, I researched. I chose ISSA. I did their correspondence bit. It took me about six months 
through working and being a dad and all that to get the paper in my hand. I got a 94 on the test. I walked into the gym. I slid it on the counter. They hired me. Um, I started the next morning. I had a client right away. And two weeks later, I was the busiest trainer in the entire building. I had a full book. I was doing about, um, wow, uh, probably 120 or so half-hour sessions every week. I was taking <laughs> naps in my car in the parking lot because I started at 5 in the morning and went for 12 hours. I did whatever I could, and I really thought that I was at the top of my game. I'm at the top of the food chain. I'm in the biggest box gym in the county, and i um, their head trainer, and I'm doing really well, but it, it became pretty apparent to me after about a year that 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 wasn't the top of the food chain. You know, the way to get to the top of the food chain was to get out of there and try to build your own brand and become something unique. So um, I was very lucky. I had a personal training client who at the time was a financial advisor for Verizon. And he said, look, let's just sit down. Let me help you put a business plan together. And um, if it looks like it's feasible to you, if you follow this thing, like I'm going to write it out, you're, you're going to be okay. So um, he was an angel in my life. He put this sucker together for me. I took a risk. I gave my two weeks notice. I took about four people with me. That's all. I didn't want to have a bad relationship with the gym. I still wanted to go there. I didn't want to try to like transfer my whole book out. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to leave with the four people that I know need me the most. One of them was a stroke rehab who I was working with trying to teach him to walk again. Um, another one was a guy that had a, a, a almost completely fused lumbar spine. And I don't think there was anybody at the gym that wanted to work with them. So they kind of slid out of there unnoticed. And that was where I was off and running. Now I had to make this happen in my house at 6 a.m. The first guy would come knocking at the door and go up my steps to the second floor and be running on a treadmill where my two children were sleeping in the room below. <laughs> Every once in a while, someone would fly off the treadmill and run into a wall. You know, it was just a, a crazy gym experience. But um, uh, it, uh, it, as I said at the beginning, I never thought it was going to work. It, by all means, it shouldn't have. But I guess I just had something that people found magical, that people wanted to be around, that they believed in enough to go out and be my walking billboards before I knew it. It was so busy that inside my house was just not appropriate anymore. My children had no privacy. Um, it was it was really very complex. So um, I had to go to all my neighbors and knock on the door and tell them that I was doing what I was doing so they didn't think I was a drug dealer because I had the Mercedes pull up and then the BMW pulled up and then the Escalade pulled up. You know, all of these different cars were pulling up every 30 minutes in front of my house. And, uh, you know, long story short, here we are 20 years later and um, the business has never been stronger. It's never had a more um, positive position in the local community. Uh, we spend a uh, considerable amount of time every year giving back to local children's charities, um, the local youth police academy, to children living in homeless shelters. And we probably donate about uh, twenty-five to $30,000 a year in um, benefit programs to these charities. So, you know, I've chosen to, to move my, my chess pieces on the board in a very specific way. And it's created a wonderful a wonderful experience here at extreme fitness man awesome good for you man that's a story yeah it's you know i should throw in in the middle of all of this um uh so uh 
I had the business in the house for a year. I had an exterior building built that we stayed in for three years, that I stayed in for three years. And uh, literally the day before I was supposed to meet with the landlord of which would have been my first commercial property, getting it out of my yard and making the big step, I was tragically uh, struck while I was riding a motorcycle um, by a drunk driver head on and uh, broke my neck at C5. So uh, I spent two weeks uh, in the trauma center in a local hospital, completely unable to move my left side at all. My, my left arm didn't work. My left leg didn't work. And uh, it, it really looked like there was going to be no, no coming back, certainly not back to personal training. You know, as the trauma doctor said to me when I was in the emergency room that night, he said, what do you do for a living, bud? I said, I'm a personal trainer. And he just shook his head from side to side. He said, not anymore, man. Let's just hope we're going to get you walking. Oh, my again. gosh. And that was how Wait, he walked what? out of the ER, right? Like, can oh you imagine? No. My mom was at my bedside, bedside and manner. she immediately fell apart. Tears were coming out of her eyes. Oh, my God. I was so angry. I'm like, Mom, don't, don't you listen to that guy. He doesn't know anything about me. How could he put me down like this? Like, I, I'm going to get out of this. One way or the other, I'm going to find my way through this. So that became my instant <laughs> goal is how am I going to find my way through this tragedy? It was a hit and run. She hit me. I was ejected off the motorcycle. I landed on the back of my head. And that's what broke my neck. And uh, she actually got out of the van. She stood directly over my face where she found me laying, asked me if I was okay. I said, no, I'm, I'm really not okay. Not okay. Not okay. I need you to dial 911 right now. So she started kind of just walking backwards really slow, but I couldn't, I couldn't turn my head. I couldn't watch to see where she was going. I knew my neck was broken. And she got in her car, which was a minivan. She drove past where I was laying to go around the back of the bar she had come out of when she hit me, thinking there was going to be an exit around the back, and there was not. So she had to turn around and come back and pass me a second time, and she left me on the (sighs) side of the road and took off down the road. So, um, you know, very fortunately, as she was driving out and down the road, somebody was coming out of the bar, happened to see my wrecked motorcycle on the side of the road, and just thought enough to take down the license plate of that van. It, it was so many things had to happen perfectly. And uh, uh, I, uh, after I got out of the hospital, I spent the next three months in a hospital bed in my living room. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't walk. I, cu- I just couldn't, I couldn't find the strength. The depression was unbelievable. Um, my clients were so amazing. They still showed up and paid their bills, even though I wasn't training them. They cooked food for me. A chiropractor I worked part-time for at one point in my personal training career paid my mortgage for a month. You know, so many people gave back to me. And I know that's what has inspired me to do the same back into the community. But what got me out of the bed and got me walking was, um, you know, as I have some amazing clients and I don't know who they know or how they do the things they do, but um, uh, the mail came one day and the, the person who brought the mail in dropped it all on my lap in the bed and I'm going through it, looking at bills, getting more depressed. And all of a sudden there was a, 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 a letter sized envelope that had a gold seal on the outside. I didn't think anything of it, but I just ripped it open and I opened it up. And at the top of the letter was another gold seal that said governor of California. And I start to read this letter 
And, um, it, you know, it starts off, hi, Marty, you know, we heard about your accident and Maria and I just want to say it's time to get up. It's time to get out of bed. We know you had a personal training business and blah, blah, blah. And as I'm, I'm reading this letter through thinking, who, who is this from? <laughs> and at the bottom, of course, it's signed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. The governor. That's so governor. cool. I'm like, well, so this, I, and I do a lot of dare speeches in this area and I always convey the story. So I went back to the top of the letter and I had to read it again, understanding where it was from. But, you know, when I read it the second time, it wasn't my voice. Yeah. I heard <laughs> reading it. <laughs> it was that voice, you know, it, it, it just instantly, it, it just, it just perked me right up. Um, I picked up the phone. Um, I was um, only friends with my wife that I'm married to right now at the time. And I said, look, I need a walker. Can you get me a walker? I need to get out of this bed. So uh, she came by that day with a walker and she helped me make it outside the front door. And that was as far as I could go. So we went back inside and the next day I made it to the bottom of my driveway. And the next day I made it to my neighbor's house um, until one day I was so far down the street and I was in so much pain, I had to sit down on the ground crying. She went and got the car. She came and put me in the car and drove me back. But, you know, that letter, and I also have that hanging up on a wall here in the gym, as, as it should be. That letter was life-changing for me and uh, got me back on the road to back to work. And a year later, I was back in my building in the backyard, training people again full-time. And that led me into uh, what became my first commercial location after my recovery and 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 uh, and now here I am. So I, uh, as I said, I had to go through some crazy wars to be where I am. But um, the care of other people, and you know, a guy like Arnold Schwarzenegger who has no idea who I am, but took a couple of minutes out of his day to put that letter together and send it to me, totally changed my perspective. As did a very fortunate meeting I had with Jack Lalane before he passed away. It was actually at. Um, the Arnold Classic in 2006. Um, Jack was going to be a keynote speaker in an active aging speech. And I was, again, first in line waiting to get in to meet really one of the, the, the godfather right, of things. Of course, I couldn't yeah. wait to meet him. And there was two security guards outside the door. And the one guy leans in and he says, do you want to see him? I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they opened the doors up. And I'm looking through this giant ballroom full of chairs. And I said, I, I don't see him because to me, <laughs> he we must have been like Arnold. He must have been six feet tall. He has this giant personality. Right. And the guy reached over my shoulder and he goes, no, look, he's right there. I had to bring my eyes down. Mm-hmm. realizing sure, he's like yeah. five foot two. Right. <laughs> and there he was in his blue jumpsuit. So um, Jack turned around and just kind of waved us in. So um, myself, I had one of my staff members with me at the time and we got to walk in and there was a big round table and he said, sit down. So here we are before the thing starts. I'm sitting at a round table with Jack and his wife and I'm here with my, my, my great staff member at the time. And we just kibitzed about food about business about the event and um you know at, it, what i took away from the meeting was when he found out i was a, a a business owning personal trainer he said the only piece of advice i have for you is don't try to do what everybody else is doing better do something totally different than everybody else is doing and you do your best at that and make them follow you and that totally altered 
the direction of my business at that point. So that 2006 crazy meeting um, is what pushed me into continuing to say, I can build this business. I can do it without contracts. I can do it without monthly fees. I can, I can do this. So um, I just, I watch what everybody else is doing and I stay on my own path of, uh, of fitness. And uh, it's a, uh, I'm blessed, man. What can I tell you? I'm going to run through a wall right now. <laughs> I'm going to run through a brick wall. <laughs> Woo! Let's do this. Let's go. Get Let's do this. Get, get the boxes. I'm going to out jump my PR. Oh, dude, I'll tell you, man. Everybody has so much untapped potential mm-hmm. in themselves. Um, you know, and, and I'm no different. It's, uh, you know, I have to constantly look for new methods of mentorship, new methods of motivation, because we all get stuck in ruts. We do the same thing every day. And the minute you start presenting what you have to offer, like you know you do it every day, then you're already falling down the slippery slope. It's already turning into something that people are going to start thinking, I need something new. Um, A new fitness franchise is literally popping up every six months with something that's supposed to be better than this was before. And um, so we, we take little pieces of each one of those things when they pop out and just seamlessly incorporate it into what we do, which constantly increases our exercise palette to choose from. It increases the type of people we get to work with from, a, from I have a blind client. I have, um, prosthetic limbs uh we have parkinson's clients um uh, and and we have a niche of working with the most extremely obese people um that i've ever seen in gyms at 600 plus pounds and um, they feel very comfortable here Uh, they don't feel judgment they feel like they become a part of something really quick and uh i'm I'm, you know happy to say that, that you know the last the guy we're still working with them right now Tim O'Neill is amazing. He walked through the door at just a little over 600 pounds. And uh, right now he's, uh, he was down as, as low as 328. So he's still, of course, he's extremely obese at 328 pounds, but he almost lost 300 pounds. Insanity. Without surgery, without supplements, without anything. He just, he just bought into it and he loves it and the community loves him and they follow him on Facebook like he's a hero. So, mm-hmm. and he is, he's, he's, he's showing people that it can be done. So, um, we've had some great stories come out of this crazy building. And, uh, when we leave it a year from now into wherever we decide we're going to go, uh, we're, we're going to leave some great energy behind, um, uh, to whoever comes back into this space. It's been a, it's been a great time. Speaking of great energy, right? Seriously, I'm I'm ready to go. I don't know where I'm going at this point, but it's energy. It's this is what it's about. And you know, when when we were talking earlier about how you're like, oh well, you know, we don't we don't get these memberships. We don't, um, you know, we don't ask for things ahead of time. And you know, how are we going to make it through this? We are going to make it through this. There is no doubt from what you've been through, from your mindset that. There is nothing but going forward. There is no backwards. There is no – and you know what? You are a good person and people people take care of good people. Like that is the one thing that I have learned in my life, that if you are genuinely leading with the heart, people will see that. And Karma is real, man. People know this and uh, they just – you know, the right kind of people, the kind of people we all say we want to be around, 
will be around you right. when you're that kind of person. Exactly. But if you start drifting away, if you become the, 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 the person or the business owner that is just like, no, pay me, uh, you know, then, then that's, that's, that's what you're going to get out of that. So, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't mind bending over backwards. I don't mind being on, on a constant 24 seven text message support <laughs> with everybody I work with. It's a hotline. A I call it right now. <laughs> and you don't get me to answer it. You're going to forget what that question was. So please look, I, this is my life, man. Um, I go home. I'm still working. I dream at night. I'm training people. I wake up in the morning and I'm working. So it, it is, it is my life. Um, my, my wife and I take a couple of, we're fortunate. We take a couple of vacations a year and we completely unplug. I'm blessed with a great staff that can keep the wheels turning for us. And, uh, and we come back and we're right back in the saddle thinking all the time about what are we going to do next? What are we going to change? What are we going to try to make better? How are we going to expand this business next year? And, um, so we, we, we have very ambitious plans for our next move. And, uh, I think God willing, universe providing, all of those things considered, uh, we're, we're going to make it. If we've managed to get through all of this time already and are still pushing forward, I'm just, you know, very boastfully going to say we've already survived this crazy experience we've had. And I'm excited about the future, man. I can't wait to see what it brings. I'm, I'm just going to do everything I can every day to make it as good as it can be. Could you imagine him as a landscaper? Keep. <laughs> That's like the people do it. Take that hole. You can do it. Marty, I, 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 look at this blade. Okay. Look at this blade of grass right here. It's perfect. <laughs> but you know what? That's the same exact thing that people used to tell me. They're like, Christine, you sat at a desk in a like investment no, banker or you were a teacher. And all my former students are always like, yeah, we're not surprised <laughs> that you are in a different career because you like – you know, yeah, it's, it wasn't for there's you, a, man. there's a shine. There was something else. And obviously, thank God that you followed hey. your heart because this yeah. is, this is where you need to be. And the one thing that sticks out that makes you that, that gives you that shine is what exactly what you just said. You know what? You can go ahead and work your whole life to try and make what someone else does better. Or you go out and you follow that thing that's different. And guess what? What? I have, a, I have a freaking facial fitness and rehabilitation <laughs> course. And people were like, what the hell is that? I'm like, it doesn't exist. And that is the outliner. That is the outlier. That's, you know, we created a podcast a few years ago. No one was doing this. Like, it was just like a, yeah. hey, we should do a podcast. And now the podcast is has been a gateway for so many. Our lives changed because of just being friends and hey, let's do a podcast. And it's the same thing that you're saying is so refreshing. And I, I hope, you know, I wish on other people that they could find that same. I don't it's, know. It's just it's fear. Confidence. Fear yeah. Normal. Mm-hmm. We all have it. And um, you know, to to get to a point in your life where, you know, what do they say? What's the saying? Um, you know, you can't drive your car by looking in the rearview mirror because you're not going that way. Right. So if you can't just keep looking forward and just take take the dice and roll them once in a while, you know, if you have enough good things going on in your life and you take little gambles routinely, some of those gambles have got to come back as a win. You won't always lose. Um, the hardest part is making the first one. Like for me, trying to change my whole life from 
where I was sitting behind a drafting table, drawing plants around people's houses <laughs> and saying, I'm just going to shift gears totally. And, and I, I'm going to make this work because I believe in myself. You know, I think I, I, I can do this. And um, then, then it's just, you got to hustle. If you don't have hustle True. in your body, you're done. You'll be an employee. And that's not a bad thing. I don't want to say that. Like it is a bad thing. Some people are very comfortable where they are in their lives, man. But I was never one of those people. I always wanted to be moving, never standing in the same spot, trying to find a way to be better. No one puts baby in the corner. Yeah. (laughs) I I want people to like me, you know, so I want to, you know, so it's come from, from all of that to now we chuckle about it, but you know, I, I get it as we're on this eighties cruise that I talked to you about. Okay. We need to go back to this for a second. I'm sorry. I'll pull the cruise ship back over here. I'm sorry. Dock the boat, drop the anchor. What the hell is this? Oh my God. So we, we found this by accident really, you know, in the gym here, we listened to, uh, to XM radio. Mm -hmm. So, um, and my wife and I were just huge eighties fans. You know, that was, I was, you know, from 10 through 20 in the eighties. So I was growing up in that madness of color and great music and fun. So, um, we love that brand of music. So we listen to the eighties on eight here a lot of the time. And we listen to the old MTV VJs, Nina Blackwood and Mm -hmm. Mark Goodman and Howard Hunter. They're the, they're the DJs on that station. So anyway, uh, Five years ago, they started promoting this thing called the 80s cruise. And we looked at each other and said, that's just that's going to be stupid. We're not going to. So we blew it off. Then we started after that first cruise came back. We started seeing pictures from it and understanding that, oh, my God, there was 15 bands like Huey Lewis in the News, (laughs) Modern English and Cool in the Gang and Tiffany and Britney Spears. And they were all on the boat. The entire time. Just so it like wasn't just like passengers. you were dressing up in like an 80s prom. It was like legit. <laughs> no. They came in. Wow. We were shocked. I'm like, wow, we got to do this. We got to do this. So <laughs> the next year, it set, they set it up for the following. They decided to do a sophomore sailing. And uh, we decided to just say, I don't care who's coming on board. We got to experience this. And, um, uh, lo- you know, we uh, Cheap Trick was on that year. The best. And, um, uh, oh my God, who do we, uh, Katrina and the Waves was on, the Romantics were on. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, so all these great bands were on. And, you know, as I'm walking down the steps one day, there's Wally, the lead singer for the Romantics. He's like, hey, how you doing? I'm Wally. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, I'm Marty. How are you? <laughs> they had, you know, the reality of it is, is there's, there's anywhere from 15 to 20 bands on board. Um, they do probably three or four full-blown concerts every single day. There's one on the pool deck. There's one in the main theater. There's one in one of the small little bars they have. Um, and every and, and so here you are on the ship with 4,000 people who love the 80s. So are, <laughs> they're wearing their 80s clothes. They're wearing Varnay shirts. They're wearing their cons. <laughs> they got their hair all poofed out to here. And uh, every night there's a different theme night where you might be, you don't have to participate, but many people do, where you dress up as your favorite 80s movie person or your favorite 80s musician or anything that's 80s. The whole thing is well-structured. And the old MTV VJs, Mark, Nina, and Alan, they're on board. Um, we've had some awesome sit down conversations with Alan and Mark and they, they know us by first name when we go, Hey, hey look, it's Marty and Linda. So <laughs> we become part of this, um, of this little thing. And of course, as, as maybe you can imagine, you know, I walk on that boat 
as the madman that I am. <laughs> and, and, you know, now it's to the point where it doesn't matter where we go. We're walking down one of the paths and all we hear is, Marty, it's Marty. So I, I pull in, everybody's taking photos. Last year, I decided to start a weight loss community page for all of the folks or anybody from the cruise who wanted a private, safe place to exchange recipes, to do a weekly weigh-in, to work with me on exercise, to answer nutrition questions. It started out with 50 people on board. Um, by the time we got on the ship this past year, it had about 600 people on board. Awesome. Uh, the 50-ish people who religiously sent in their weigh-ins every single Monday morning to me uh, lost a total of almost 1,500 pounds in the year from cruise to cruise. So, uh, you know, we became... Um, Look at you, awesome network marketing, help. Marty. Yeah, Look at that. People, man. Yeah. And, you know, the kicker of it was, and this will be the last, last little enticement I give you on this crazy cruise. Uh, I would love to see you guys there. Um, <laughs> we went on the second year. So the people who were now going on the cruise for the second time mm -hmm. as repeats, which was our first time, they just decided to say, we're sophomores now, so you must be freshmen. So all of a sudden, they invented this class system <laughs> where the next year, freshmen came on board and uh -huh. the upperclassmen would help them understand this is how it is. There is no rules. It's a chartered boat. So you can do what you want. You can take your beverage into the pool. You do whatever you want. It's not like a normal cruise where right. you have to dress up for dinner. Um, people are walking into dinner looking like the band Motley Crue. So you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> anyway, um, they uh, they decided to actually last year make a full blown graduation for the 200 plus seniors that had been on the ship for 40 years. Caps, gowns. <laughs> D. Snyder was the commencement. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we went back this year as seniors, and uh, Terry Nunn from Berlin uh -huh. was our commencement speaker. Uh, we had our purple caps and gowns. We got diplomas. It was it, we had almost 300 people in our graduating class. So you know it's a really fun thing to try, but uh, it's uh, it's it, it's it's amazing. And what a great way to to meet people and for us to inspire people to try to guys you know put the French fries down and mm -hmm. try this instead kind of a thing and it's it it was a wonderful experience man it's Three awesome times. I was gonna ask if you handed out cards while you were on the ship no no but you know they're notorious the the uh, the cruises oh. for the, the the clientele yeah and it's, as soon as we would sit at a bar you know somebody would just lean over and say so I got one question for you. <laughs> How do I get rid of that? You know, <laughs> my wife would come in and go, stop it. Stop it. He's on vacation. He's yeah. not doing that yeah. right now. So, you know, that's just, as you know, as fitness posts. Right? That's right. I say cigarettes go, and ice cubes. Yeah. That's my and stock answer. Cigarettes and ice cubes. <laughs> even now we, we come, except for now we're getting away with it because we wear masks when we go to the grocery store. Uh -huh. because we have to. But prior to that, we'd be at the shop right at the, at the Wegmans, at the, at the, wherever we are. And they, Hey, you're that extreme fitness guy. I follow you on Facebook. So we realize how big our reach has gotten. And we, we, we very fortunately live like little teeny tiny celebrities in the area where we live. We're, we're very recognizable. I did that on purpose. So it's, <laughs> it's pretty simple for people to know who we are. We've walked into restaurants and the waitress or waiter has come to us and said, your bill's been covered. Somebody here who just loves what you do on Facebook said to pay that bill for you. So Unbelievable. We, we, we get some amazing, amazing stuff 
Well, good, good people. Proper yeah. justification. You know, you guys uh, are doing a good thing out there. Marty's my new friend. I'm going to go visit him soon. <laughs> I would we're, love to see you here, we're not, man. It's crazy. He, he's, he's one of those people where we may explode <laughs> if we are in the same room. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> the energy just will just. We're not, we're not far, Marty. We're the building with our energy. Yeah. We're yeah. we're not far at all, man. We're uh we're 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 in Manasquan right now, so we're oh, we're yeah, forty five sure. minutes down the road from Trenton, so we're close. I brother. think he'd like my and, Wonder know, Woman maybe, tattoo. And, and one of the hookups <laughs> we could pull off um, every year, um, we do a boot camp at the beach at oh. Belmont. Awesome. So uh, we actually it's a uh, it's a sanctioned event through the township. We get a permit to do it. Um, we show up on Belmont Beach on a. Sunday morning early because we, we get there at seven yeah. and we have to be done by 9 a.m. because that's when the beach taggers come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by that point, we need to be done. But uh, last year when we did it, we had over 100 people on the beach. Awesome. And it took three of my instructors to break it up into different groups. And we're in the water. We're on the beach. We're in the soft sand. And it's a great time. So who that's, knows? That's Maybe my hood, Marty. Born and raised. Yeah. Oh, we love Belmar Beach, man. It's a great time. We, need, us, we may need to do a... Uh... Podcast um, pop up. Uh, yeah, let us fun. know too. We'll hype let it us up. know. We'll hype it up, and maybe uh, the two fit crazies will do some live broadcasting. Uh, I'm liking this plan. Man. That's hot. <laughs> <See? laughs> there you go. All right, give us some plugs here. Tell us where we can find you and all this fabulous uh, social media stuff you're talking about. Cool. Um, you know, I'm I'm a, a pretty easy to find, as you said in the beginning. My profile picture on Facebook is usually pretty identifying, but um, you, I have I have uh, probably I'm down to like a hundred people left I can actually friend on Facebook on my personal page. I don't know why they put a limit on that I thing. Know, that five thousand is all you get, so I'm, I'm knocking on the door of that right now. So you can definitely find me as as uh, Martin McLaughlin on Facebook. It's McLaughlin with an O, not an A. Um, you can look for Extreme Fitness Personal Training. You'll definitely find me there. Uh, we have an Extreme Fit Boot Camp page. Uh, we have a page that is completely centered around our boxing program called Fairless Hills Fight Club. So we have uh, multiple avenues through Facebook to get us. Uh, our Instagram handle is Extreme Fitness Training. I don't spend as much time on Instagram as I should, but we still hit that one pretty frequently. Um, our email is Extreme Fitness, P is in Peter, A is in Apple at gmail and our website is extremefitnesspa.com um and uh you know we're 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 always here in the facility we we say to folks you know look we just we don't have the kind of facility though that you could just walk in and uh and get some information about what we do cuz literally when the doors are open we are working nonstop our books are completely full we're very blessed my first class in the morning is at 5.30 a.m. I teach that. And um, then we move into personal training sessions, back into group classes, and we float through the day. So we always say to folks, look, if you want to find out what we do, hit us up on Facebook privately, email, call us on the landline, 267-799-5622. We'll give you as much information as we can via those methods. And if you decide you want to come in, for a strength assessment or a nutritional session um, or even just try group class. It's it's a one-time deal. It's really simple. I have nothing else to sell you. There's no hitches. <laughs> there's no gags. There's no giveaways. You don't have to change your Facebook profile picture to my business logo. You don't have to <laughs> check that. in here. There's nothing. <laughs> I have no requirements other than you give me a shot. And I think if you give me one shot or even one of my staff members that will capture you, 
And uh, we're going to give you a better perspective on maybe what personal training or group class instruction could be. Maybe it's what it should be. It's just it's what I want it to be. And uh, I'd love to I'd love to help you. Beautiful. Awesome. You have been fantastic today, and we are super grateful that you were able to come on and uh, really give some inspiration to our listeners around the uh, oh, around the globe. So awesome. If awesome. you got to be something in this world, man, be positive because there's enough negativity out there, man. And I have no time for it in my life, man. I just I want to be happy and, uh, and and spread joy to other people. So that's what we did. Hey. man. It was a great time. Here, 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 here. Awesome. All right. With that said, it's Christine Conti. <laughs> and I'm Brian Prendergast. And we ought to fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.